Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. All right. I was told that you guys may have heard me out in the lobby during the second song coming in. Is that right? Did y'all hear me or was it just the band? Was it the band? I'm glad I didn't go, I'm glad I wasn't TTing or anything like that, because that would have been kind of awkward, wouldn't it? It's like, whoa, alrighty then. Hey, listen, everybody doing good? Good, 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 good. Listen, every year I like to take uh, a week, uh, we are putting the Hebrew study on pause uh, until January, uh, I'm going to come back with it in January, we're going to wrap it up hopefully by the month of January. But I'm putting it on pause because this week I, I try to do a message to get your mind right for the holiday season because we all need that. And then starting next Sunday, we will start going through the Advent, okay? So I want to let you know what our schedule is. But uh, I like to do a message because a lot of times, especially this year, has been really tough. And there's a lot of challenges. Even now, there's a lot of challenges around this holiday season This year more than most because this year um, a lot of us don't even know if we're going to be able to go hang out with our families, okay? Uh, A lot of us don't even know, don't even know that. So I know for me, I'm I'm going to try to go see my mom, but, but, uh, but, you know, they're real fearful of, of, of getting sick and, and we want to respect that and want to try to do the best we can on that. And so I want to talk to you guys today. Uh, I, I labeled the message called the Holiday Survival Guide. Um, and I like to do this every year just to make sure that we reset our minds to the way and the major things that we uh, need to focus on. And so that's what I want to talk about uh, today. I want to talk about that today. Um, you know, every year, here's what you're going to have. Uh, and this, is, this happens to me every year, too. There's always uh, what you think the holidays are going to be like in your mind and then what the holidays really are in reality, okay? And I want to tell you something. Most of the time, that mind that you have and that reality, they don't equal up. They don't equal up because a lot of times you think, well, I'm going to go have Thanksgiving this week and, you know, my brother's wife or my aunt so-and-so or my grandmother or so-and-so, it's been a whole year since I've really hung out with them, and so they're actually going to change. They're going to have changed. Here's what I want you to know. Chances are they have not changed, okay? That's just reality. Chances are they haven't changed, okay? And so you may go and you may think, well, I, I want to have, you know, this time and that time, and all my kids are going to be coming home, and they're all going to get along, and they're going to, you know, everybody's going to be kumbaya, and we're going to have this incredible Hallmark moment. Um, some of you guys watch Hallmark movies way too much. All right. All right. So, uh, and it's crazy because it's the same plot. It's usually, you know, some girl and, and she's really attractive, but for some reason she's 32 and has no husband. I mean, and there's some guy who's, he's either been in a bad relationship and he's like, you know, 
this, he, you know, he's like, you know, Tom Cruise-ish, and he comes into town, and for some reason he has no relationship either, right? And, you know, most of the time, one or either, both of them have kids, and the kids don't get along, but there's just, and they're having some kind of, it's, it's the same thing every time. And always in the end, here's what happens. Everything gets wrapped up in a bow, okay? Everything gets wrapped up in a bow, and, you know, you ended up crying a little bit, especially Brandon Hobby. He loves those movies. He ends up crying a little bit. And what, what ends up occurring is, is that you think that's how life is. But here's the reality, and this is what I've had to learn. I've had to learn this my whole life. Life doesn't get wrapped up in bows, okay? Life is messy. And I like to call that, I read a book, I read a book called This Beautiful Mess a long time ago. It's a great book if you haven't read it, This Beautiful Mess. And it is, it is saying how Jesus took this mess and just made it beautiful, even though it's still a mess. Even though it's still a mess. He took this mess and made it artwork. He took this mess and made it beautiful. And so today, what I want to talk to you about briefly is I want to talk to you about the holiday survival guide. Surviving the holidays. And today, what I want you to do is, when you leave here, I want you to spend the rest of the day, and I want you to do this, I want you to prepare your hearts and minds for what's to come. Prepare your hearts and minds. Prepare your expectations. Prepare your temperament. Prepare your prepare yourself to be let down. Prepare the joys. Prepare all those things as we enter into this holiday season. Here's the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, and it's this. And it's found in Romans chapter eight. Uh, chapter eight. You need to set your mind to be thankful. Okay. Romans chapter eight, verses five through eight says this, and it should be on the, on the screen behind us. It's funny because I do this a lot with my Bible, but I have almost this whole chapter, Romans chapter eight, I got marks and I've got everything in here and I got notes in the side and everything. Here's what it says. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the spirit think, here it is, think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your what? Mind. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Leads to, and what is death? Death is complete separation from God. It leads to death. But letting the spirit control your what? Your mind. Letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the what control of their sinful nature can never please God. And I didn't put this on here, but then it goes, it it kicks right into, it kicks right into and it says, but you are not controlled by the sinful nature. You're controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of the living God living in you. So we're not supposed to be, I want you to get this, we're not supposed to be controlled by the, by, by the sinful nature. We're supposed to be controlled by the Spirit. And so what, what Paul's saying here, he's saying, I want you to set your minds on the things that God would be, have his mind set on. That's what he's saying. And I'm asking you today that, and telling you today, you have to set your mind right before entering in to the holiday season. I want to tell you something right now. If right now, as you sit here today, you're dreading Thursday, you have not set your mind on things 
that God would set his mind on. Right now, if you're dreading and talking about the holiday season, then you haven't set your mind. If you're dreading having to interact with certain people in the holiday season, then you haven't set your mind to be thankful. You haven't done that. If you are, <clears throat> let, me, let me say something to you. I understand that it's much easier for negative things and for the things that make us mad, those things are much easier to point out. But here's what I'm challenging you to do. I'm asking you to set your mind to be thankful and to point out the things that are positive instead of negative. That's what I'm asking you to do. That's why I love that video that, that we played. Because the reality is, is that even through this year, 2020, can I tell you guys something? I'm thankful for 2020. I am. I don't know if you can say that, but I can say that. You know why I'm thankful for 2020? Because 2020 has reminded me that God is still on his throne. And he has reminded me that God is my provision. And God is my strength. And with God, all things are possible. That's what it's reminded me of. I'm thankful for 2020. Because I think 2020 could very well be a wake-up call to people who think they trust in themselves or trust in the company they work for or the job that they have or the home that they have. You know, sometimes, you guys, we need a wake-up call. And depending upon how you look at it, 2020 can be your wake-up call. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. God is your provision. The job that you think you have is not your provision. God is your provision. And the money that you get from that job is your provision that God, God lets you borrow his money to use for his glory. That's what he does. And he's watching how you use those things. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I, I'm, I'm thankful for 2020. Now, what does that mean for me? Well, it meant, it meant that my son didn't get to walk and graduate. Okay, He graduated. It was just in my living room. Okay, uh, My wife handed him his diploma. And he walked, he walked across the stage, which was our carpeted living room. And some of my family were there. And we clapped for him. And then he, then he went on down the road. And, you know, a lot of me, uh, and here's something a little different for, for our family. Um, my son couldn't wait for his mom to give him his diploma. Because at the high school he goes to, if you're an employee there, you can give your own son the diploma and, or daughter the diploma. And he wanted to give him, and she wanted to give him that diploma. And they talked about it for four years. And there was disappointment there. But can I tell you something? I can already see in some of these graduates from 2020 they're learning something. You know what they're learning? They're learning that life isn't always fair. And they're learning that you have to adjust. And you have to be thankful where you are. And here's the biggest thing. For some reason, I don't know when this happened. And I don't want to get on a soapbox. I almost said I don't want to start preaching about it. But here I am, right? Um, I don't want to get on a soapbox. But for some reason, we think that insulating our children from disappointment is doing them a favor. It's not. It's not doing them a favor at all. Because your children, whether you want to know it or not, are going to be disappointed. And for me, I can already see a lot of our 2020 graduates overcoming and understanding that life isn't always fair. And if I'm going to be completely transparent with you, they've handled it better than the parents have. They have. And I'm included. I'm included in that parents. I'm like, gosh, man, my son's handled it better than his mom and I have. And the truth, and I'm not just bragging on him because of somebody, it's just the truth. And I can name names all the way around the sanctuary here. They've handled it better than we have. But listen, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that they had to learn that. I really am. One of the things, another thing I want to tell you about being thankful is, 
is that oftentimes when we're going into the holiday season, there's going to be people that get on your nerves that you have to see, okay? I know that sounds, I know you usually choose who you can see, but, but here's the thing, guys. Most of the time, you don't choose your family, okay? That's a blessing from God, and I'll put blessing in air quotes, all right? That's a blessing from God. You can't always choose your, your family. But here's what Romans says. Romans says again, Paul again in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says this. I think we have it up there. It says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Now, that doesn't say do all you can to avoid people that get on your nerves. It doesn't say that, does it? It doesn't say do all you can, you know, to ignore people when you go to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Do all you can to do. Here's what it doesn't say either. It doesn't say do all you can to, to respond negatively when the cashier who's been there for seven hours is snippy. All right? Do all you can whenever you try to do an online. I, this is so funny. It's, it's hilarious. <clears throat> I have people complain to me sometimes, and they'll say, man, you know, I'm trying to do this online order, and it's just not going through. And they'll sit there and pound on the computer. And I'm like, let's, think, let's, let's take this thing all the way out, okay? You're sitting on your couch in the air conditioner watching probably a Hallmark Christmas movie, all right? And you're on a computer communicating with a store and telling them that you want them to box up, package up, mail out, and send to your front door a package that you want. Instead of having, listen, back in the old days, you had to go fight for that stuff, man. Back in the old days, you had to go get it. I got to be honest with you guys. I think Amazon and online shopping has ruined Thursday nights of Christmas. We used to go at 10 o'clock to Quick Trip and get hot chocolate and drive around to all the stores and watch all the crazies. We did. We used to do that every year. You can't get anybody that crazy now at, on, on Thanksgiving on, 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 at the end of, I mean, literally, there's no one that does that. Now, there's not even people that are lined up to get the bargains. They're all online. How boring is that? I want to see action. And we'll never forget this. The first time we did this, and Blake was real small, and the cell phone, the whole cell phone thing had just come out, and uh, there, was a, there, was a, uh, there was two guys in front, and they both had the same TV, but they were trying to check out at, uh, at Walmart. And, and, and I don't know why Walmart had Target's got this thing down. They've got a long line, and it loops around for 13 miles. But Walmart's just like, yeah, y'all come. All right, that's what they do. So there's always a line in Walmart when one going this way and one going that way and one going straight back, and no one knows which one is first, okay? And so they literally, they literally, there was two guys, and they kept bumping each other's carts. So I did what every godly pastor would do. I took my cell phone out, and I kind of held it right here to my head. Because I was like, they're getting ready to throw down. And I'm not talking about, this wasn't two, you know, scholarly gentlemen, all right? This is Bubba and Ed from back in the day, you know what I mean, getting this TV. And they were bumping each other, and I was sitting there, I was sitting there kind of, kind of filming it. There was a lady right behind me, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, yes. And she said, excuse me. And she was about this, she was a tiny little lady, but she was a police officer. 
And she walked up there and she was like, let me tell you two something. And she was going off on those two guys. So they, they chilled out. But here's the thing. We, we complain and we're not thankful for the fact that our, our, the website is not. Be thankful there's a website. Be thankful that, I mean, we have to set our minds. We have to set our minds right. And so I'm asking you to do this. Set your mind to be thankful this holiday season. Proverbs 15.1 says this, and this will be great whenever you guys are out shopping. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. All right? A gentle answer deflects anger. A gentle answer deflects anger. Always remember that. I'm going to tell you what we did the other night at small group. And I personally think uh, that this was the best small group that we've had all year. But, uh, and, and really, there was, there was nothing really planned for it. We had Friendsgiving, okay, which is a new thing I really like, Friendsgiving. It's just for me, it's just like I get ham and I get uh, Wendy's dressing one more time uh, during the year. But we had Friendsgiving, and we sat around, and here's what we did. We went around the room. And we said what we're thankful for in 2020. That's what we did. And we, and I love this about our small group, and if you're not in a small group, you need to get in one. We didn't do surface. Are you with me? We didn't do surface. We went deep about what you're thankful for. And everyone took five to ten minutes and explained what it is that they're thankful for. And it wasn't all roses, okay? It wasn't all roses. We heard from people whose kid couldn't graduate, or we heard from someone who, in our small group, you know, whose family member is 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 been sick and and taking a turn for the worse. And we heard we heard all kinds of different stories. But in the end, we came together and said, you know, no matter what, I, I I'm very thankful for that time. Can I tell you something? I'm going to tell you a hard truth. Okay, this is a hard truth that I'm having to learn. I'm going to tell you this right now. I would drive to here to California on a bicycle if I could see my dad at Thanksgiving this year. I would. I would. I would. Some of those same people that you may be complaining about having to put up with may not be here next year. Some of those same people that you're having to, having to uh, uh, you know, try to, oh, well, I just don't know, I'm frustrated. Can I tell you something? They may not be here next year. They may not be here next year. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Why don't you set your mind to make this the best Thanksgiving for them you can and put your attitude and put your stuff aside and serve other people, even your own family. It's amazing to me. I've got people that I know that go to church and they will serve the church from here to kingdom come, but they won't do the same for their family. And God would come to you and say, hey, brother, you got that backwards because I created the family before I created the church. I want you to get that. I created the family before I created the church. Guys, listen, you have to set your mind on being thankful. And I want to tell you something else, too, and this is the second point. Thankfulness should always lead to action. Thankfulness should always lead to action. It's not enough just for you to be thankful. Thankfulness should always lead to action. Always lead to action. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus tells, tells these ten lepers, he says, you guys go ahead and go walk toward the priest. And they start walking toward the priest, and they're all healed on the way there. They're all healed on the way there. And they all stop, and, oh my gosh, we're healed, we're healed. And nine of those continued on. But one, 
But one turned around, turned around and came back and thanked Jesus. What is that? Well, that is thankfulness in action. Can I tell you what thankfulness does when you put thankful in action? What thankfulness does is it reminds us of our need for Christ. When you're thankful and you tell God you're thankful for something, what it does is it humbles you down and brings him up. It's you being like a child saying, I'm so thankful, God, for what you've done in my life. I'm so thankful, God, for who you are. I'm so thankful, God, for the, for the, the, the journey you've taken me on and the journey you continue to take me on. Do me a favor right now. I want you to stop what you're doing right now and think for a second. Where has God taken you? Think about it. I've been doing a lot of this lately. I've been thinking about myself as a kid. And, and, I, and I did this because one of my, my Aunt Mary, hey Aunt Mary, I hope you're watching. I think she probably is. She sent me a picture of me when I was like 11 or 12 years old. She's got these pictures and sometimes she'll send me a picture. She sent me a picture and it, man, it flooded back with memories. And so yesterday when I was exercising, I started thinking about, it's funny, I even had my Spotify music on, and I started playing songs from this time whenever I was like, I want to really get into this. And so I was playing Billy Squire, Everybody Wants You. How about that? How about that for back in the day? So I was playing that music, and I was listening to that, and it took me back to my fourth and fifth and sixth grade years, and I started thinking about where God had taken me. I started thinking about, if you would have told that kid, that fourth or fifth grader in that picture, if you'd have told him that he would have lived the life that I've lived so far, that kid would have said, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So right now, you do that. You think right now where God has taken you. What has he taken you through? What has he taken you from? What did he use in your childhood that pushed you forward? What has he done for you, and what has he done for me? See, when we develop that attitude, it's much easier, it's much easier to be thankful. It's much easier for our attitudes to be changed. It's much easier for us to humble ourselves and to be thankful. And then, then to reflect that onto other people through action. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. Here's the next thing I want you to know. And this is something that I say every single year. Every single year. Listen, I want you to set your mind to be thankful. And I also want you to, have a, to know that thankfulness requires action. But here's the third thing, okay? And this is something that's very important in my heart. And I want you to hear this, okay? This holiday season, not only do I want you to be thankful, but I also, I also want you to be wise financially. I want you to hear that. I want you to be wise financially. Can I tell you what happens a lot of times? Here's what happens a lot of times. A lot of times around this time of the year, what ends up happening is, is that you feel like that you have to go overboard in Christmas to make up for something that maybe was missed during the year. You think you have to go overboard to make up for something that maybe was missed. And what we do is, is we end, up, <clears throat> we end up getting caught up in the rat race of more and more and more and more in an attempt to make our families happy. Can I tell you really what makes families happy? It's not necessarily the new toy. It's not. You know how I know that? Let me tell you how I know that. 
because you can go to the Goodwill right up the street and you can find all kinds of merchandise that just three, four, five years ago a temporary happiness was had under a Christmas tree. That's how I know it. And you know what they're selling it for? It depends on the day, whether it's orange dot or red dot or blue dot, right? I'm, I've been to Goodwill, trust me. That's what happens. You can sit there, listen, you can sit there at the Goodwill and you can watch car after car, especially this time of year, car after car after car come up and dump off trash bags loads and boxes of what? Of stuff. Of stuff that's gotten in the way for new stuff. Is there anything wrong with having a nice Christmas? There's nothing wrong with having a nice Christmas. But here's the kicker. You need to make sure that you're using God's provision that he's given you to use and not borrowing from next year's provision. Are you with me? I want to say that again. You need to make sure you're using God's provision for this year and not borrowing next year's provision. Because what you do when you do that is you say, God, your provision for me right now hasn't been enough. Hasn't been enough. I'm going to be completely transparent with you and tell you. I've got a daughter that's getting married. I don't know why this is, but whenever someone says, hey, will you marry me? All of a sudden, the father of the bride's checkbook starts smoking, all right? And ink starts running out of pens. I'm just letting you know that, okay? And debit cards start being, start being flown all over the place, okay? It's expensive. For some reason, my, my son's dentist decides that, he, that, that my son needed to have uh, four extractions in December, okay? Uh, so apparently... Uh, they're really going for the new PlayStation or whatever at their house because I'm paying for it, all right? And so I say that to say we've got a lot of expenses that are coming out. And, and so I just went, went to our kids and I said, hey, guys, you know how we usually do one big gift and two small gifts? And they were like, yeah. I said, this year it's one medium gift and two small gifts, all right? Because your gift is going to be a place to get married and, son, your gift is going to be some doctor ripping out for your teeth. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right, all right. So, but that's, that's just the reality. Well, what am I doing there? Well, here's what I'm doing there. I'm letting them know, guess what? Guess what? Sometimes you have big Christmases. Sometimes you have medium Christmases. Sometimes you have small Christmases. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Be thankful no matter what. Be thankful no matter what. A while back, this happened maybe 10 or 12 years ago, my family and I decided uh, that we were going to draw names. We decided we were going to draw names, and here's why we decided that. Because it got into the, here, here's what our family Christmas had gotten into. It had gotten into, uh, I'm getting my $25 gift card to Amazon, and we were switching gift cards. It was like everybody switching gift cards. Hey, here's your Amazon. Oh, I'm like, dude, I, you should have just called me. I could have bought my own. You know what I mean? I still had it. I mean, it wouldn't have been no, no big deal. And here's what we decided. Literally, literally, there was paper, I'll never forget, there was paper everywhere. So much paper that we had to make sure that when we, you ever have enough so much that when you wrap and you're going to throw it all away, you have to make sure there's not a gift in there somewhere. We had that much paper. And so me and my brother sat down with their wives and we said, listen, this is ridiculous. We just need to draw names. There's no reason for me to have to buy six gifts because, you know, five different gifts because I have, you know, brothers and sister-in-laws. I love all you guys, but this is ridiculous. And so we draw names. And so our rule is, is if you're in college, you still get a gift from all the brothers. But if you are not in college anymore, you're in the name drawing pile, okay? 
And that's what we do. We do that. We draw names and we make it special. And instead of buying, you know, 12, 15 gifts, Wendy and I buy two, one for me, one for her, that we go in our name drawing. That's what we do. And can I tell you something? It's much more fun that way because we don't, we don't tell people who's got whose name. I usually, what I do is, sometime around December 10th, I will send out a text to everyone and say, I don't know who's got my name, but here's what I want. And I'll send a link with it. I'm just trying to help them out, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know what I mean? So anyway, the funny thing is, and I hope she's not, she probably is watching this, but the funny thing is, is my mom likes to buy me white sweaters, okay? Uh, and I guess this will ruin the whole joke, but my mom likes to buy me white sweaters. And I'm like, Mom, I don't like white sweaters. You know, a fluffy guy like me doesn't need to be more fluffy, all right? And white sweaters is just marshmallow guy, you know what I'm saying? I just don't like it, all right? So here's the situation. So she likes to buy me white sweaters. And so, so, uh, so she brought my brother a white sweater. The only thing was, was the sleeves on it were about this much longer than his arms because my brother is about 5'8". He's not big, long sleeves. And so here's what we did for six years. And she has no idea I'm telling her this. And if she's listening, she's going to hear this. For six or seven years, we would wrap that white sweater up and give it to various people in the group. And that person saved the white sweater for the year. And then we would give it to someone else. So that's what we would do. We had fun with it. We had fun with it. We really did. The first year my nephew Jordan got put into the mix, he didn't realize that it wasn't a gag gift because of the white sweater. He thought it was a gag gift. And so he got someone a bright red turtleneck that came up past the here. It was very funny, and it was very small, but it was very funny. I was like, bro, you got a turtleneck? You know what I mean? Welcome back to 82. All right? So anyway, we have fun with it, and we laugh with it, and we cut up with it. You know what we don't do? We don't go out and spend a ton of money. Why is that? Because the relationships are more important than the gift. Are you with me? Relationships are more important than the gift. Proverbs 21.5 says this. Proverbs 21.5 says, it says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Are you with me? Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Here's what I'm going to tell you this. If you will work hard and budget your money, you will prosper. I want you to hear that. If you will work hard and you will budget your money, you will prosper. But hasty shortcuts, pulling on a credit card every three seconds, leads to poverty. And that's the facts. That's just the facts. That's the facts of the matter. That's a biblical principle that I want you to grasp and I want you to take hold of. Listen, I want to tell you one more thing before I close. I want to tell you to do this. Focus on the majors and not the minors. Focus on the majors and not the minors this year. Let me tell you what the majors are and the minors are. Here are the majors. Jesus' birth. Here are the minors. Everything else. I want you to set a goal like I'm going to set a goal. Here's my goal for the, for the whole holiday season. I want to show those I spend the holidays with what Jesus has done in my life this year. That's my goal. My goal is to show those that I spend the holiday with what Jesus has done in my life this year. I hope you'll have the same exact goal. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. It's amazing to me how your word details out exactly, exactly the way we are to go. Your word details out exactly what we are to do. And so, God, we do thank you. We thank you for your word. 
We thank you for the fact that it helps guide and direct us. Lord, let us be thankful this holiday season. Let us be thankful for what you're doing. Let us be thankful for who you are. And Lord, as we enter into this season, let us not major on the minors, but let us major on the majors. The only major there is, is that you came and you died for us. Your birth is the major, and everything else is the minor. God, when we're frustrated at work, when we're frustrated in the car, when we're frustrated at our store, when we're frustrated sitting around a table, when our relatives have said something that tick us off, remind me and remind us that we are to show people what Christ has done in our lives this year. And Lord, I don't know about everybody else, but you've done a lot for me. And I'm thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand up and sing a final worship song this morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.